0: Hi Bruno, welcome back. Hey Adam, so good to be here with you, man. You know this, uh, your your podcast is amazing, and I'm so happy to, to to have the honor to be here with you. So thanks a lot, man. Thanks for the invites.
1: I thank you a lot, but I think I suspect you didn't listen to to any episode, right? You never listened.
0: I do, yeah. No, I mean not to. Any oh, really? Um I do. Yes.
1: Okay, cool. I thought you know you just like to be nice. Okay, thank you for that. But if you even listen to the podcast, it's even better.
0: Yeah, no, man, you're great. Uh, you know, this is. Um, I think you are one of the the top guys in our industry, and you know you have so many good insights. So that's great. Oh,
1: well, thank you. I uh, I really enjoyed the podcast actually, and uh, I had um, two hundred seventy two episodes already, oh, cool. and um, I suspect maybe. 250 or 240 guests and everyone is nice. This is the interesting part, you know, that that, that <laughs> all actually guests in my show are actually nice people and 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 every story is a bit different, right? Yeah. So for instance, you are the only one with uh, coffee beans in your in your garden, right? Yeah, <laughs> and uh so absolute unique, you know, unique unique story.
0: Yeah, but I think that's, you know, my my experience uh with working a lot of career Is that you're totally right that every every person has a different unique story, right? And I think this is, Uh uh, and and I think that some people are able to talk about it, right, and able to uh, express and maybe share with other people and use their stories with lessons. But if you go and you start talking with people, start listening to them, like you do then you start learning the lessons that sometimes they're not even able to articulate. So that's why I right. like so much of this conversations because you know this that's digging up on people's stories, dig, digging up on w- what they did on on their success, especially for career, right? So when we're able to share what we do and we find out that what we do can help other people, right? Uh it's very inspiring. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um What interests me, right? So, whether they are geniuses out there or they are just, uh, you know, good without doing anything, just, you know, and and it seems like you have, regardless how good you are, you have still to work. So, no, without effort, nothing happens. Right. Which makes me happy because, you know, um, at the beginning of my career, I thought, uh, okay, there are lots of smart people, I have no chance, you know, to keep up. But if you are doing something, uh, one day it will work, right? So this is actually the very good news. So there is no magic; there's it no- is only you know motivation, and if and if you do something and you are motivated, good stuff will happen. If you do nothing, nothing will happen. This is very easy, right?
0: Yeah, I, I agree that we have to do things, right? Taking action is amazingly important. Uh, there is yeah. you know if you, if you, uh, there's a book that I, I like a lot, the Talent Code. It talks about mm-hmm. um the fact that you know the science has not discovered any innate talents right? all talents are evolving you you might have uh for different things in your life you might you might end up doing one thing or another, but every single talent is built right so if you don't function, mm-hmm. nothing happens right. And, uh, so, so this, this, uh, what's the, what's the name of the book? It's called the talent codes. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You can put in, You can put in the links. That's, uh, I, yeah, I,
1: if we should, we have to, because, uh, interesting one.
0: Yeah. So really good. Mm-hmm. Book. Uh, I talk a lot about it on, on my talks because I think it's really, uh, liberating to realize that mm-hmm. if you really want to do something, you know, you can, you can work hard, and do the things that need to be done and build the brain to do that mm-hmm. right and and so and science has not discovered the limits to our our talents yet mm-hmm. so the more you work on things the better you get and, and i th- mm-hmm. think this is such an amazing uh, insight
1: yeah what i don't like is the term work hard because uh, what work hard often means is or people are thinking now if i will learn 10 hours a day i become better not necessary right maybe this is a waste of time maybe if you just learn you know focus one hour a day and do something different you will become better but this is not working hard it's working smart maybe right right so um so i would say you know how to, how to call it maybe work focused and have fun right this this is i think the yeah because what I remember, right? So if we met at Java One, there was, you know, the Treasure Island, so we talk about that, and we met in the bus, we still kept, you know, talking about Genie and Java, and we had fun, right? But it was not work hard because we remember the, the old days and, um, and it was actually fun, mm-hmm. right? You know what I mean? It's not like, wow, you know, we spent 12 hours at a conference and at night we still talk about Java. No, we, we just wanted to talk about Java and this was fun, right?
0: Yeah, so so I think basically the idea behind and, and the thing that the talent code talks a lot about is how you actually build your brain, right? And it talks about mm-hmm. that the skills are actually myelin in your brain. And, and so, so basically... When you put myelin around the right neurons, those neurons uh, re- uh, get faster, and because they are faster, then you you have a, f- a, a, a stronger skill, let's say. And, and mm-hmm. because, because of that, because it's skill and uh, it's, it's skill is actually myelin in the brain, so there's mm-hmm. a biological component to your skills, whatever skill you you want to have. And because of the biological components, there's what I call the three Fs, right? There's three Fs that you have to do uh, to mm-hmm. build any skills, right? And the first one is, is, is fire the right neurons, you know, because- Okay. You know, so, so when you say, for example, you gotta work smarter, not harder, you're totally right, because the, the idea is um, you have to, f- to fire the right neurons to do anything. So it doesn't matter if you spend the whole day working a lot in all kinds of meetings, for example, if you don't sit down and code, right? So it's it's much better for you to sit down and focus and code something for one hour. That's actually going to build more of your brain about coding, for example, than you know than anything else, right? And really, uh, it's so st- the, the idea of finding the right neurons. It's so important, right? Because that's very tiring. And so the top athletes, for example, the top musicians. They don't, they don't spend eight hours a day or, or 10 hours a day doing exercise or t- playing music, right? They focus on a small amount of time and it's so tiring that many of them are going to go sleep sleep right after that, right? Because because they mm-hmm. spend a lot of energy, right? So find your neurons the first half. Should, should I- yeah,
1: this is what I mean to not hard. means uh, almost like an interval training, right? So for a, short, for a short amount of time, just focus and then do something different. And you said uh, code what sometimes happens to me it is you no know, if I think about code I don't have to code I think about a problem exactly right now I also have a problem so I code uh, you no know, I think about it's so, okay I don't like to sit down and code because nothing will happen you know I know that it does w- will not work because I don't have the solution now so I do other work and then I just thinking about the you know my problem and then I sit down and code something and then I enjoy it really so I really enjoy it and. Um, and I, I don't know, people say I know, I'm know i working hard, but this is just more from the outside. From the inside, it's just fun for me, right? So, um, mm-hmm. But interesting. So every year, you know, different book. Last year, you had the, you know, the, how it's called, circle of, no, what was it? Golden, golden. The golden circle. Was it golden? Golden circle, right? And today, right. And, and today completely surprised, now we're talking about neurons. Right, You're yes. <laughs> yeah. You're amazing.
0: Yeah, I know, because I think that as developers, uh we work with our brain all the time, right so for me mm-hmm. understand a little bit of the brain is important for us because you know the the more we are information workers, the more we are uh you know that's 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 our that's our muscles right it's the brain so I think yeah. we gotta understand a little bit right I always wear yeah. that for example uh if an athlete like a soccer player for example, if they have a uh you know a contusion right something something they they fear in their muscles right they don't understand enough too much about muscle, right? But they understand enough to say, hey, you know, I'm going to stop playing, right? If I mm-hmm. continue doing this, I'm going to destroy myself, for example, right? They have to understand enough about muscles so they can train the right way and they can, they can improve the right way. Um, and so that's what I think about development. We have to understand enough about the brain so we can do mm-hmm. better.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, absolutely right, actually. So, so you uh, spend time like I don't know teaching now how to learn. So you you are at meta level right now, right? I'm a what? Sorry, M- meta level. You know, so you are t- you are talking <laughs> how to how to know more about development. You know yeah. how how to become is a meta level. It's like you no know, how to meta so is how to become.
0: Yeah, yeah, It's it's been it's been a, a, a um, interesting process, Adam. That's uh, you know I started with. As everyone knows, I'm the Brazilian Java man. I'm I'm started as a yeah. developer, and and uh, and all of that. But then, the more I did Java, the more I started noticing that you know the big problems that you had in projects were not necessarily the coding part, right? Uh, I was I was working for top amazing developers, and so so you know the code was the easy part, right? Uh, and a lot of it had to do. With uh, you know how how you deliver code, how we actually get the whole process working, how we get the whole team working together. So I did a lot, a, a lot of it, and, and because I had you know I started at Sun right, so I had a, a background on Solaris and and Linux. Yeah, I see
1: a sticker Open Solaris behind you.
0: Exactly, there's a sticker Open Solaris exactly right. And so then, uh, so then, I, so so then I joined this two knowledge of software developments and the infrastructure in, this, in the OS to go do automation and go do uh, DevOps, right? So then I, sp- I spent a lot mm-hmm. of time, actually, uh, I started very, very early uh, in what was still called ALM, right? So Application Lifecycle Management, right? So I even called DevOps at that time. And so I did a lot of work around DevOps. And the more, and actually I, I did a, with actually Yanaga, we did this awesome project called the Pirates of DevOps, where mm-hmm. we're actually teaching people how to change the culture inside the companies and how to... Uh, how to actually implement DevOps and 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 reduce the time to 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 uh, uh, deliver code and, and 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 all that, and that that took me to all kinds of places like you know automations and containers and Ansible uh-huh. and and all these kind of things, but the more I did that, the more I realized that you know DevOps for me was the developer taking responsibility to deliver the project, right?
1: Yeah, but this is how it started. It's
0: how it started, right? So okay. I
1: have a joke, you know, on my slides. I have, I have, um, of the um, uh, recent slides. Mm-hmm. So introduction is um, so the first slide says something like, you know, I started in 1995 as a DevOps engineer and became 2000 serverless, and how I explain that because 1995 uh, in my very first project, I said, okay, now we, uh, I was supposed to implement an e-commerce server. So okay, let's start. And the you know CEO told me, but we need a service, What we should buy? I said, my son, of course. Is that, you know, too expensive? Then buy HP also sounds great. So we got the HP machine, and it was empty, right? So uh, so we had to know to install everything on the machine, mm-hmm. and he didn't care. So like, it has to run. So we actually had to run the machine for a few years, two years, I think. And then there was a department, and uh, they took the machines, and now there we were serverless. We are we are no no more allowed, you know, to to, <laughs> to touch the machines. <laughs> we only copy over the wars, and this basically was right. Mm-hmm. But um, so what? What I the only thing which I don't like in software engineering is you no know, inventing new names for old stuff, right? Yeah. So DevOps is how it started. Now we can we can now talk about DevOps. Okay if you if you if you you cannot just build you know uh hello world in java you have to package in a jar and start it somewhere and if it's important hello world you have to watch it or do something or build in at least a logging statement or a metric or something that you know that the hello world is there and uh, it was there was no name for it at the beginning webmaster maybe right so the webmaster was <laughs> the the devops the webmaster right. was the uh, devops engineer so and then what happened right they um yeah, they they say uh, now there's a department who would like to cares about the server, and you only is, are is supposed to, you are only supposed to write the hello world, and the you know the the DevOps department who run the servers, and they couldn't run the servers because they had no idea how to run the hello world, and then after attempts and millions of you know burnt money, they say okay now we re, um, we are we are roll back the decision. And call it DevOps, right? So this is how in industry now works usually. And now we have FinOps because the clouds are too expensive, so they cannot say, okay, we cannot just, you know, put some software back from the cloud, you know, to on-premise. So we do FinOps and and, and somehow, you know, uh, mask the, the, the decision there, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. So so then, you know, I think I think that's that's why this whole thing you're talking about, right? That's why for me, uh, what really got me was the responsibility part, right? You know, because yeah. all of this is, you're right, right? You know, there's, there's we, we have different names, right? But in the end, is the developer responsibility, right? That's important.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so that's, that's, you know, you're talking about being meta right now is because I went to to help developers to be more responsible. You know, that's how mm-hmm. I got into the career discussion, right? It's because for me, mm-hmm. uh, the developer should be, uh, actually, there's an interesting story, Adam, uh, a few years ago, I was having this conversation with this this guy uh, Silvio, Meira. Silvio Meira is one of the like the top names in the i t industry here in Brazil and you know mm-hmm. he did a, you know he's a university professor and an investor and you know he created like this huge incubator in the northeast of Brazil um, and so mm-hmm. very 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 influential person and we're having lunch together a few years ago and uh, and you know we have discussed all kinds of things in the future technology, all that. And then the moment we asked for the bill, right, to, to leave, he, he, told me, he asked me, Bruno, do you know what's the biggest problem in the IT industry? And I'm like, man, I can't believe we had so many discussions and now we're going to discuss the whole afternoon again, right? But he was very short. He said, the biggest problem is the lack of leaders. And then he said, not the lack of bosses, right? There's too many bosses, right? But the lack of leaders. And then he said one thing that changed in my, my view, he said, the lack of people that take responsibility. So so the mm-hmm. moment that Silvio kind of conflates these two ideas, leaders are the people that take responsibility. I'm like, yes, that's what I I totally believe that, right? So for me, developers that take responsibility, they become leaders, they become leaders of their careers, they become leaders of their projects, right? They become leaders of their companies. And so, and you don't have to have like a, an official position to be a leader, right? So you, you can just take responsibility for your own career, your own life, and that's that's that puts you in a leadership position, although not official, right? And so that's, at that moment, Adam, I made a decision that that's, that's the thing I should be doing, right? It's actually build leaders, right? Not bosses, not managers, but people that take responsibility for their code, for their projects, for their companies. And, and that's, that's, and, and I think that learning how to learn and, you know, being up to date with technology and, and improving your talents, all of these are you take responsibility and you become a lead of your own career.
1: very good, so you're right about the responsibility, but <clears throat> the responsibility for of a developer means for me one thing right mm-hmm. So if you join a project and you are responsible, the only goal is make the project su- successful
0: mm-hmm. exactly.
1: not make your boss successful, the project successful and this is all almost meta, right? because if you are in company in a large company, maybe a successful project means you know do s- deliver something which ver- half works right and uh, and get the budget for next year so this is like you know maybe success in larger company yep. but um, but if you go further I know I, I, it was in some project it's a so dangerous territory it's okay now I would like to make the project really successful so the the uh, the best application ever and we save money and time that's a little bit dangerous because you know maybe you are fighting against politics and uh, and um but uh, I, I knew people; they, they were great, they were always in trouble because they took responsibility. Right? They They say, okay, in order to be successful in the project, we have to do this and this and this, and this is um, uh, not always, you know, works well in larger company. Not even in in, in startups uh, can 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 work. So I would say the responsibilities don't you know forget the mission, the goal. So go for it, and and be nice as well, right? So otherwise, it won't work. Um, um, Either and um, what he also said was the um, the um, you you focused on uh, on the meta stuff uh, in order to 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 help people. So I think you can do this as with code as well because um, what what happens in projects that developers are sometimes unsure. You know what is what is the 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 right thing to do, and if you come in and you just write you know simple code and say. This is the way, right? <laughs> it helps a lot because then you know all politics uh, put aside and 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 everyone enjoys you know the the uh, the time and you are productive and simple and the code is maintainable. But if you, you know come into a project and you start with 50 patterns, you know, to to push a button, th- then, you know, the problem starts because you know everyone tries you know to outsmart the other developers and you spend all the times reading articles which are pointless, right? So I would say we, you could do it from outside or from inside. It really depends. Both can work, right?
0: Yeah, I think that I think that as you said, taking responsibility uh, sometimes means taking all those things into account, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you know, uh, if you if you say, "Oh, yes, I'm going to make the project successful." So, what exactly is a project successful? If you do the project in a way that you know it's it's amazing, high technology, everything, but then gets the project canceled. Uh, because, you know, because it doesn't address the, the, the need for the company, for example, right? Or the speed the company needs or whatever. So I think that uh, I really like this idea of making the project successful because it can involve a lot of things, right? Mm-hmm.
1: And- it could also make cancel the project, right? Uh, recently, I said, uh, if you really uh, think this way, we should cancel immediately. This is no, this is, a, uh, it is really, we should donate the money or do something different because uh, this doesn't make any sense, right? right. So it could also mean. Just to tell the manager, it does make any sense. What do what you would like to achieve here, right?
0: Yeah, and and I think this is one of the the, the thing. At least for me, uh, the thing that really bothers me a lot in terms of project, right? When when you you don't realize what exactly what the goal of the project is or what is success for the projects, uh, you can you can end up in a project where you put in a lot of effort. The project might be technically interesting, and you put in lots of efforts. So I I'm, I'm sure you you've done the same thing as 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 me that you you know you work. Extra hours you spend, you know, you work weekends. You put a lot of effort. You know, you might be uh, not even paying attention to your family for for thing like this, and and causing problems inside your family. But you're focused on the project, and then the project gets canceled, right? So all mm-hmm. that work, all the things that you mm-hmm. did, uh, just disappears, right? So all the effort you mm-hmm. put is worth nothing. And so, mm-hmm. so for me, I think that uh, uh, you know, being able to see more then simply the code and actually understand, um, uh, you know, even the politics of, of the thing, what your boss needs, what your boss wants, mm-hmm. uh, understand all that actually makes uh, increase the chance that you're going to work on projects that are important and projects that are actually going to make a result for someone.
1: Uh, funny story. So, 20 years ago, roughly, so I uh, spent time in a project where he had to build in Swing, so uh, UIs for insurance companies. And what I noticed, there was one, now I will call it maybe. Product manager or someone who um and I had to you know to show him uh, the, the the panels and he looked at this okay this looks nice and this looks not that nice and so forth yeah. and then I got the idea because every panel had an address input so I will create a reusable component you know with the with the input so I spent some time extra time to create the reusable component with the address input the the J panel and uh, then uh, I created like you know how to tell. Ten, ten, 10 tabs, ten views with the address, and everything looked fine. And the last one, it wasn't not, not enough room for the component. And then I showed him this, and he looked at us, it, oh, nice, nice. And the last one said, "Okay, there's not enough room." You know what? We don't need the address at all, right? <laughs> this is this is absolutely you no. Know, it was a pointless even to think about the address. So the first question was the correct one would be. To, to ask, do we really need the address, right? Mm-hmm. And then you said no, then, you know, over. But there was miscommunication. You know, I I, I, I thought, you know, the address is important. So I created a reusable component, which was pointless, right? So this was some, um, this is uh, lots of such situations, which are actually funny, not funny, but you learn a lot. So since then, I always ask, you know, do we really need it? Right. If not, just delete it, right? So if we implemented something, is no more needed, just delete the thing, right? So I think this is the most important thing, question everything right
0: yeah and, I, and and look sometimes man this can be life-saving literally right so it yeah. just happened uh, a few weeks ago um i was talking to, to a mentee of mine hugo and uh and, and we we're talking about things and he's like oh man i'm so busy this week things are crazy and you uh, know and then this new project showed up and i have to deliver this by next monday and there's not enough. You know, there's other people can not can't participate on this. It's just going to be me. There's not enough time for me to do this by next Monday. All of that, and, and I and I was like, Hugo, why do you need you to deliver this next Monday? And he said, Oh, because he, because they asked it you. I said, But but you know, is why is the urgency? What was was the point? What's what's the customer needs that? And then he said, I don't know. I said, Well. Who knows, right? You know, is, is yeah. it is the customer even gonna use this next yeah. week? So he said, I don't know. So so then we, mm-hmm. we agreed that he was gonna ask, right? So I talked to him next day and and you know, said and he said, Oh man, I, I asked around. And so they said they don't know why the urgency. So they went to ask the customer, <laughs> and the customer yeah. said, Oh, yeah, we, we're not we're not gonna even look at this in the next couple several weeks, right? We don't have time to to look at this right now. Yeah. So suddenly the project was not urgent at all. Right. And then, yeah. and then on that conversation, Hugo had told me that he was not feeling very well. And now that he didn't have to go take a look at the project. Right. So you know he was not urgent in the project anymore. So he went to, to, to the doctor to see what he was. And, and then when he went to the doctor, he was immediately um, admitted to the hospital. And he spends, uh, you know, several days in the hospital with, with a huge infection, and and so oh. he he almost died, right? Uh, and okay. so I was imagining that. Imagine if if it was too urgent, right? And uh-huh. and so you know he did he did not he did not know it was not urgent, and then uh-huh. he said, "Oh no, I'm just going to go to the hospital right after I finish the project," right? So he would spend a week uh-huh. going to uh, trying to work the project. He might have gone to the hospital too late, right? And so, uh, so I think that, you know, asking things and understanding why things need to be done that way and, you know, checking everything, I think it's such an amazing thing. You, you just have to do that.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, always ask why. This yeah. is the most important thing. Because for me it's sometimes hard if someone tells me, you know, just do it. So I cannot imagine why. So I don't get good ideas. I could do this, but it's bad feeling. But if I understand why it is important, then I'm motivated somehow. So I if you know there's a deeper understanding why something is important, right? So um yeah. interesting stuff you are doing there. Uh huh. you no more coding,
0: nothing. I do a little bit of coding, yes. Uh, you know this, but mo- mostly. So what? Do you,
1: what was your last last line of code?
0: My last line, of, actually, my last line of code was a Python application. <laughs> oh, I mean Python. It just, it just has my last line of code. It was something I did a, a couple of days ago, and it was uh, it was a Python application to, uh, you know, to actually uh, handle some, you know, grab some information from uh, from the internet and. And, and automate some um, mm-hmm. you know something some I need to do. So I mean I, I, that's, that's, that's most what I do uh, today is mostly automate uh, things you know kind of combination of, of Java and Java and Python mostly, a little bit of JavaScript from time to time. but mostly on the automation side.
1: I actually automate everything with Java mm-hmm. and uh, Java is actually surprisingly great really. I don't know whether you know, but uh, I record uh, the YouTube shorts uh, in, with Java. Mm-hmm. So almost daily. And there are like 300, almost no 400 of them, I think, already. And there's like 60 seconds of no, Java snippets with various things, from fetching something from the internet to you know, uh, writing to a file. And uh, and even you know one-liner which prints all the emojis which are available. Ju- just fun. Mm-hmm. And Java is amazing. Because I don't even compile the code. I just run Java as Java and just the source code. So it's a recent feature. So it, it works surprisingly well. So I thought, no, should I learn Python or Ruby or whatever? Ruby, I tried once. And I like, actually, how it looked like. But I don't like Python, how it looks like. But um, I think there's no need. So I'm incredibly fast to know with Java. If you would tell me, you know, download something from the internet, write to a file, and search for something, I think I could do it right away in a few minutes. So um no problem at all.
0: Yeah, that's that's no doubt that Java uh, is is you know, is much much easier those days with with yeah, with a, it
1: really is. So yeah. it's like two three lines you can achieve a lot.
0: You know, I think I think that's uh, um, you know the 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 the, the, the one interesting thing that I always think in terms of of multiple languages, right? Is just that uh, sometimes you have different libraries and different things that it's easier for each you to use, and so. Uh, but you, but you're right. That's that's the, the biggest problem that I see those days is not actually uh, the link itself, right? Sometimes it's the ecosystem, right? So what libraries, what libraries are easy for you to use, or that you know how to use?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So uh, yeah,
1: but for me, it's the problem. I don't know any Python library, so if I would yeah. start the research, you know, to learn Python, exactly. I would be done with Java ten times. So for me, it's just you know, Python would have to. to has to be twice as good in Java for me to look at Python because right now I don't waste any time with Java. So for me, I'm just curious, you know, what I will gain with Python. But uh, for now, I don't see, I mean, whether I spend, you know, five minutes to or done something from the internet and with Python, I'm f- four minutes done, then I still stick with Java because, you know, at least I'm Expanding my knowledge and experience with Java and with Python, I could learn something, but um, I don't know whether I could use it in projects. Actually,
0: right. yeah, and and sometimes is is the ability that you have, right? So uh, in mm-hmm. this particular case, uh, I was running in a in a tool that accepts Python scripts, right? So I could run mm-hmm. Python. So uh, so sometimes you okay. sometimes it depends on on the ecosystem what you have available uh, to do things and and you know. Um, but well, I, I don't even know where we're taking this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, but um, w- another thing is there's a I don't know what you know. There's the Quarkus uh, Discord channel, Brazilian one. You know, you yes. know them.
0: I of course I know them. The- yeah. So I, I yes, uh, uh, I actually talked to the guy last week at the developers conference. Right, he was there, Luis.
1: Yeah, they're they on fire. So uh, they, uh, they oh. uh, invited me to a, to a talk, and I I, I recognize you know some. Brazilian faces, so nice community, and and there is a constant flow, you know, of information there. So it's like they are on fire; they're never sleeping, and just you know there's a Brazilian, uh, so Portuguese uh, channel and uh, and English one, and there is just a nice community. So uh, I was really surprised how active they are, actually are. Yeah, and uh, a few participants from the channel they show up in German conferences. So they say, hey, hello, you know, I'm from Brazil. I was really surprised. As one guy, he looked like a, a bone ripper. He was like a really nice guy, but he was a huge one. And he came to me and say, hey, Adam. it's like, well, he will kill me or what? And say, no, I'm from Brazil, you know. It's like a nice, <laughs> this was a nice community there. Yeah. So uh, there were EclipseCon and and uh, they followed some conferences in, in autumn.
0: Oh, and yeah, I uh,
1: just wanted to, to, to did, hmm? you meet, did you meet Danilo in
0: EclipseCon? Is that the
1: guy? I think so. I yeah. think so. So huge guy and very nice one. So we did some pictures. Yes. But at the beginning, I was scared because he he ran to me and say, "Hey, Adam!" And he was he's really huge, right? So he's, he's huge.
0: Yeah. So so Daniel Daniel is my mentee, right? So ah okay. Yes. Is is and he he uh, I even really wrote an email about him yesterday uh, because because I I talked to him at the developers conference last week and mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about you know everything that he did this year. And you know, I just started working with him in I think June this year. As right? so like 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 uh, just a mm-hmm. few months, uh, May I think May May of this year. And in just and and so Danilo is is you know, the same thing as Luis, right? So I talked to also Luis at TDC last last week. And so I think that the, uh, you know people that are really willing to go and do the things that need be, need to be done, they can change their careers around very very fast, right? So I think yeah, it was awesome that Danilo went there. And gave a talk at um, you know at, at, at EclipseCon. Uh, it was his first international experience, right? And mm-hmm. he was he was really excited about that. Um, also, Luis from the Quarkus user group, right? So mm-hmm. he's working with, with with Aldo Morais, and mm-hmm. uh, and and you know he he built that the, the Quarkus. Uh, I think it's like the second largest Quarkus community in the world, right? It's like in in yeah in just a couple of months and uh, and so we did a, a unconference um in Ubatuba mm-hmm. right so I, I went to jay creeks participated in jay Crete and then i helped and found jay biza uh in the, in the next following week and then i came back to brazil and and we created this uh Ubatuba unconference um and so uh, i invited luis to come there and 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 he he like he did like a 36 hour travel uh to be there in mm-hmm. the conference and and discuss a lot about his community and how to grow his community. So I think it's awesome man, when, when people are really passionate and they go and do mm-hmm. things because things can happen really, really fast. And yeah. you know, I think those those guys are crushing their careers, and that's awesome. That's what the, yeah. the responsibility is talking about, right? So when you take responsibility to actually make your career grow uh, and, and start doing the things that need to be done, man, things can happen so fast.
1: Yeah. And what I learned at the, at the conference, the uh, in Quarkus conference, Nuvem is is, is cloud, right? Nuvem. Cloud, yeah. is cloud,
0: uh, yes. yes. Nuvem
1: Nuve and and public cloud. I forgot actually. I was uh, at the end of my talk. I you know because I had uh, interactions with the attendees. I could almost fluently speak, uh, speak, you know, Portuguese almost, right? So at <laughs> least nice. Nuvem and 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 public cloud. And <laughs> yeah. it was lots of fun. I have to say, yeah. so nice community. So if the listeners would like to join, the name of this is just a Quarkus community channel. It's think Club, right. I
0: think it's Quarkus Club. If you search online for Carcus Quarkus
1: Club. Club, exactly. This is the Quarkus Club.
0: Yes, exactly. That's awesome, and It's awesome. So now it's awesome that you met those those guys because I think they're doing amazing work. And I'm very mm-hmm. glad that's that's that they got to meet you too. And so mm-hmm. uh, I really think that's uh, you know, this having people like you uh, inspiring uh, those new generations and the people that are coming, it's so important, so amazing.
1: Now we are the young young generation, Bruno. You know, so
0: no, no, we are we are, we are, we are old generation, <laughs> man. We're trying to inspire the young generation, right? <laughs> but I uh, actually, after half an
1: hour, we have to co- come to meet to the topic, right? So because uh, I was really curious, mm-hmm. what happens with the zombie Christmas trees?
0: Oh yeah, it's it it's dead now. Unfortunately, we, we,
1: there is that. Okay, yeah. this is. I thought this was a more exciting story. No, we can no, fill you know half an hour about zombies. No, no. It's so not. um,
0: no. Well, well. Uh, uh, interesting enough that's uh, you know maybe maybe it, when when are you coming visit me, man? To actually see those things in person, we should we should record a podcast here. From my house, when you you are walking around in the middle of the trees, that would be awesome.
1: I have. Uh, there was an. Uh, I was a Lufthansa. You no, know, Lufthansa is the. Mm-hmm. Um, how to call it? How is that still called? Uh, yeah, airline airline company, yeah. not airline. Airline, yeah, of course, airline. Um, uh, <laughs> I forgot about that actually. So, and I tried to log in because I wanted to go to DevOps, right? The conference in Belgium. Mm-hmm. And they told me this is like a technical error. And I say, okay. So I try, you know, to, to, to put a wrong password. I say, okay, um, password. They say, okay, this, uh, this is not right. And if the right password is technical error. So I ask you know, the AI chat, you know, can you help me? I would like to log in. And um, after a few days, you know, no response. I was okay. Then I go by train. <laughs> <laughs> and then was the first time in DevOps. I was too lazy just to talk with the chat or whatever. So I, 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 I went by train. And it worked actually surprisingly well. What I wanted to say is, uh, I don't know why, since uh, I have so many projects requests and I optimized the entire schedule that well, that is actually no time left. This was the problem with Corona. You know? Before Corona, I traveled a little bit more and there was a little bit more free time between the stuff. Mm-hmm. But since the online part, there's actually no dead time right so this is the 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 time It's a precious resor- resource now yes. so if i will go to brazil i will lose maybe entire week which is not a problem about you know the problem is everything shifts left and right mm-hmm. and the, you know the the subsequent weeks are hell on earth this is the problem mm-hmm. no it's not yeah. the problem that i lose some contracts whatever and this week is it means that the client say, "Okay, it's not a problem." Then we the meeting will shift just to the next week, and everything happens the next uh, the, the weeks, you know, later. Right. And if I just do my work, I have easy living because you know, and you have you do the work and it's fine. But if you if you if you try you know to to shift around your your stuff, that this becomes problematic. So I'm not actually an evangelist; I just work uh, as as a developer. Mm-hmm. And conferences are more or less vacations for me, right? So this is yeah. this is the um, and I talk with the organizers, say, I'm unique because I never attend any parties or whatever. It's like, if I go to the party, forget me completely. And next time I have to work, you know, there's not like I'm evangelizing Java 21. I use Java 21 in projects and I sometimes talk about that, right? This is if, I, if I'm if i in the mood of talking about that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is the difference.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I actually like a lot to travel. I just came back from the from the U- U.S. Um, I, I visit like six or seven user groups there. Uh, mm-hmm. just a couple of, a couple of weeks ago and uh it was really good to, to actually come back and meet people in person and and come talk to How well
1: were they attended the Java user groups?
0: Uh de- it depends on the user groups. Some user groups have come back um uh actually let mm-hmm. me say this the Europe uh user groups were were back right which were much stronger Oh. right so mm-hmm. Um, and then in the I tried to do a tour like this uh last year in the US, it did not work. Mm-hmm. I did a tour around Europe this year and I visited uh you know 10 countries, uh 11 countries, I think, and 13 events. It was really good. Um, many many places like like packet of people it was awesome. Now, the US, uh, the trip was was scheduled uh more last minute. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I was trying to I was trying to do a, a trip that would end in um, uh, AWS reinvents but oh mm-hmm. yeah but but then there was right there, there was Thanksgiving right so there's no way I could actually do that so I had to to do the the, the trip earlier than I expected and so it was kind of last minute but but the user groups different user groups kind of had, had more attendance than others. And uh, these groups already started and meeting in person um, longer had, I think, I think they were more, they, 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 they attracted more uh, the attendance, but it was good, man. It was, it had good amount of people everywhere we, we went and we had amazing conversations with, with all these group leaders. Uh, it was really fun. It was re- really, really fun. A uh, couple of weeks and uh, you know, I, I visit. Uh, Chicago, and then I went to um, to New York, right? So to, to the Garden State JavaScript Group, um, and then I, I did Houston uh, with with the, the Houston JavaScript Group, um, and actually they they had a, a code and coffee community now that was pretty fun. It was met on a Sunday, right? And it was like fully packed of people. Uh, that was pretty nice. And then I went to Jacksonville, uh, where we 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 had we visited university. You know, we also had a user group. It was interesting. Jacksonville was interesting um, because we had a, a, a joint meeting between Java user group and the Python user group, and it was was really nice. Um, and actually, that's one of the things that got me doing this 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 thing in Python because I I, I was there with the guys and they discussed some things. And then uh, and then I went to San Francisco, right? So San Francisco, uh, we end up just doing like like a, a online event. Um, it was not it was not in person because because of that right because the user group is not back yet, and so I think that different places are, are have different um, different uh, attendants, especially if if the user group has already started and meeting in person again. But I really think that this is a really important moment for the user groups, right? So I think that there's a there's an opportunity uh, we can see in the developers conference we saw in in DevOps. Um, you know, that people are wanting to come back, right? They they want to meet in person, they want to yeah. see each other. So there is a this is a good moment, right? It's a good moment for user groups. So if you're watching this and your user group has not restarted uh in-person activities, do man, because I think that's it's a really important it's a, it's a good moment. Everyone wants to restart, people are are needing right in the, the networking. Uh there's lots of people needing Uh, opportunities in terms of jobs and 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 things like that and so and not only that right the whole discussion uh about building the next generation of developers right they the, the the people need to meet people in person need to make the connection need to need to make the relationships and a lot of times the thing that 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 bothers me a little bit um adam is that when you do things online right in most most places all you do is that you come and you watch something you listen to the speaker, and then and that's it. There's there, the networking between people, it's lacking, right? And so that's why I love what the guys from Carcass Club are doing, the guys from SoJava, right? Because actually having a very active uh Discord group is a place where people can actually uh, interact and and discuss and, and do the networking that they can't just do on online events, right? Now exactly. No, no, that's why.
1: So, uh, so uh, th- this is the huge difference. So, what I like about online conferences is my way of doing them is that um, I, I challenge, you know, the attendees if possible, or at least my workshops, to turn the camera on. Mm-hmm. And everyone turns the camera on. We are on the same level, and this is more or less conversation. And I, and this is almost like you know, in person. And I, I was this this year, on lots of conferences actually in Java user groups in person, not online. And then we so say we can do offline. Then you know there is no remote streaming. We just offline. And then you know I can also challenge the attendees before the show. Already ask questions, and this is almost impossible in 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 a remote. You have to be more formal. Yeah. You are, you 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 are you have to be more careful in what you are saying because you can say you no know, wrong things per accident, right? If you yeah. if you are if you are in the room, it is is uh, you can always you know say actually what you actually wanted to say, right? So this is. Uh, this is a complete different different okay. situation it's all more fun you can have some food together and uh
0: yeah the way that you do is, is like I do too right so you know I, I, I do my mentoring my workshops everything that I do it's it's like very open I do more 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 like a discussion and, and a question and answer mm-hmm. uh, process that's what I do even even in person events right but uh, uh but one thing that's very important is that is as that's on an online event, so on in-person event, you can have the speaker talking about whatever topic he's, he's talking about or she's talking about, and then you go to the highways, and then you can you can have the conversation, right? But mm-hmm. on an online event, if the speaker doesn't do what you're doing, right, that's actually having the conversation, having the discussion, then you have the speaker speaking, and then once he ends, he ends, right? Yeah. And, then, and then there's no, there's no the next step, right? So I really think that, uh, you know, user groups uh, should be back, should start, restart uh, discussion. We want to do, we, you know, the speakers want to do, you know, uh, uh, one of, one of the, the, the 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 conversations you had was with Garrett, right? And Garrett is trying to do the same thing, right? So he's traveling mm-hmm. all over uh, uh, the world and trying to actually meet people in person, so there, there are several speakers. that want to try to do this. Uh, so if you're a user group, please uh, uh, restart. And if I can help, I will come uh, to user group to help you restart things. Like that's that's what we that's what I did in Europe. That's what I did in the US. Uh, but if 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 in person is not a possibility, um, at least listen to what Aaron, Adam's talking about here. Right? So do more conversations online where where the speaker comes in and to participate. And, and have a discussion, like an open discussion instead of... Yeah,
1: challenge the speaker. This is fun. If you're an yeah. attendee, challenge the speaker and uh, cool stuff will happen, right? So I always say, okay, if it's something wrong just challenge, and so the craziest country, actually, is Poland so for now. Mm-hmm. So what happens there? They invite me to a conference. So, okay, there's a huge one, and then for unknown reasons, it happens already twice, and the same week, there's another conference, at least as large as the first one, Mm-hmm. And now, uh, without you know any thinking, I committed to both, mm-hmm. and it was mission impossible last year because uh it was not possible by car. It was not possible because we are like one thousand kilometers. I have to travel wow. in one day and then speak in two locations. The only thing was possible by train, so I was forced to use the train, and it actually worked. But uh, it was like you know minute work. So I was in three, uh, like a three thousand kilometers in two days. I think. It was a crazy experience but it was perfect for me because in the train I could work you know it was completely relaxed I came out of the train then talk and then you know <laughs> come back to the train but um I, I don't know what they are doing but this was the two conferences both were like 2k attendees at least you know just passionate java developers is crazy that's awesome so Poland is Java land
0: so at least yeah I haven't had a chance to go to come to Poland yet but you know maybe maybe next year I you sure
1: there's a infoshare it's a huge one it's more like you like infoshare maybe a bit better but it's not just you know just about java it's like festival like i don't know 10k attendee or whatever a really nice one about various topics soft skills and whatever it's called infoshare Mm -hmm. and uh there was a code europe jdd then uh devox uh devox uh poland uh, is huge one and it's in krakow he will also like it so um and um yeah Geekon is coming to Krakow as well. So this is just crazy what, what they are doing there.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. So so, so my my goal now is to, uh, you know, next year there's going to be DevNexus in the US. So mm-hmm. I really want to come and visit several user groups, probably right after DevNexus or maybe right before. I have to take a look in the calendar. But probably, you know, come to DevNexus and then travel around uh, to visit user groups. Um, I'd love to do that. So if you listen to this and there's a user group, uh, uh, that, that you they like me to come visit, ping me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at brjavaman on Twitter, right? So uh, DMs are open. So ping me. Uh, so not if-
1: Python Java man, Java still. So br, you know, yes. Java man, not Python. Yes.
0: Yeah, not not Python Java not not Python man, no, no. And so, um, well, actually, funny enough, and you know, if you if you look at at the bottom of my emails, right, there, there's uh, I'm a lots of things man those days. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> I keep I keep changing my 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 uh, uh, my definition at the, the bottom of my email as well. Uh, but and also I want to come back to Europe, right? So uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if I'm. You know, I'd love to come back to J Crete again. And uh, I know that je Ibiza was awesome the, last year. We're gonna do it again. So if I could do those two events again this year, it would be it would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: to Brazilian Christmas so uh i I just wanted actually to talk just about that so how did christmas day look like in brazil what is the food you know how it works where the kids get you know the the gifts so what's the entire procedure of typical brazilian (laughs) christmas day or two days maybe even you know but because in uk there are two days which are relevant So,
0: so 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 in brazil it's it's interesting because uh because the big the big party is the night before Christmas, right? So, so mm-hmm. so that's where that's where
1: twenty third you mean? No, no, uh,
0: twenty fourth. So it's in the night. So, okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. so uh, so Christmas twenty five, right? So the night before mm-hmm. four. Uh, that's when you have the big dinner, and then uh, many times that's where you big you, dinner.
1: What's 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 on the dish? What's on the table in the dinner? So what do you eating in Brazil?
0: I mean, uh, there's meat and there's poultry, uh pork. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. there's farofa, right? So farofa is a it's a it's a it's a mix it's a mixture made made of with with fried flour, right? So it's nice. Uh, there's one thing that I that I that I love is habanada, right? So uh it's a you get um uh bread right but it's usually bread that's like a, a couple of couple of days old breads and then you slice it in 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 in, uh, in slices you, you you cut in slices and then you you put them in, in a mixture of uh condensed milk right that's like sweet mm-hmm. um, and then and you know some other things right milk and condensed milk so to, to get sweet or some people just kind of put milk and put sugar on it and then you you put, you put that in the mixture in with eggs and then you fry mm-hmm. that and then you put mm-hmm. sugar and cinnamon on top of it. so it's mm-hmm. awesome, right? So so that's like fried. habanada, Adds habanada that is, I love that. It's a, there's also panettoni, right? It's like a famous uh, you know I'm not sure if it's the same the same kind of bread. There's 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 in Italy, but I love panettones. So um it's it's really and, and we do barbecue here in our house, right? So sometimes we can mm-hmm. get coming over. Now one interesting thing is that for me, uh, you know, this whole notion that the kids wake up in the morning and they find gifts under under the tree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that never existed for me when I was a kid, right? Because the whole idea is that you know, we had this big party and at midnight mm-hmm. we exchanged presents, right? So there's no mm-hmm. notion that Santa Claus would come down the chimney. The and- same
1: same in Germany, I think. Yeah. The same in Germany. So it is not like uh this is what uh, I think in US is typically the Santa Claus just you know uh yeah this is just in the right. american movie. i think in germany is the same so you just give someone a present and
0: yeah, put in the, the day, day, day right the move the night right yeah so so, yeah. Then, so then uh when when i went to the us as an exchange student I, I i came back with this idea and so uh for my kids i started doing this like uh, they wake up in the morning there's, there's gifts under the under the tree right but but it was, it was are like, they
1: sleeping at all you know that's the problem then right
0: well, you know, they have to go to sleep at some point, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, but uh... well,
0: the problem is that Santa Claus has to has to stay stay awake until very late.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. Right?
0: But yes, uh, um, and then we had this, you know, in my family, we always had this this thing that you know for weeks beforehand, uh, we would have uh, the gift under the tree, right? So so the gifts would stay there on the tree for weeks, and we'd like we get it mm-hmm. and shake it around and see what's inside, right?
1: Now. <laughs> so. That's cool. So yeah. uh, it means uh, you get the day you have the barbecue, nice food, meat. How uh, it's ha- ha- habana- how is it called? Habanada.
0: Habanada, yes, Habanada.
1: Habanada yeah. is a bread with uh, milk and yeah. uh, eggs and and sugar. and, uh, so yeah, sugar. So yeah. sweet. and then you exchange pr- presents. And the next day is just normal day, no. Just, no, uh, no, no,
0: no. Next, so then, then you have a lunch the next day, right? So everything that every all the leftovers from the night you you eat the next day, and some people cook more food. Um, mm-hmm. so it's also nice, and then, um, the, but remember that then it's it's hot, right? In Brazil, it's middle of the mm-hmm. sun, right? So it's actually very hot. So so it's a good it's a good time. For, you know, lots of people go to the go to the beach, right? And and spend Christmas there in the beach uh here in my house uh you know it's a good time for you to go to, to spend the morning of christmas in the pool uh to get some sun so it's a nice it's a nice day right so no no snow uh no nothing actually the, dec- the decorations sometimes are, are like it's snowy right but okay. you know, there's no snow so it's all it's all hot and nice
1: okay so uh last thing if you do you have still time five minutes ten minutes or are yeah, you busy? Have.
0: Yeah, no, all the time you want—that's that's all good.
1: What do you What are your thoughts about you know ChatGPT and colleagues?
0: I mean, there's I have lots of thoughts about it, right? So is there any, anything any any specific question that you want to take? With the questions, the, the questions. Yeah, of course. With? You know,
1: how will this affect developers' life? Let's say this is uh, this is like the meta question. You know.
0: Okay, there's 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 lots of ways, right? So so uh, um so first of all, you know you you. You know, I I think you didn't. Did, you know, I I remember you interviewed uh Ron, Do, Ron, what's his name? Uh, from from Digma. I think I think it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Right? Uh-huh. So, yeah. So so Ron, for example, from Digma, um, you know, they're they're doing this whole notion of the 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 continuous uh, continuous improvement, right? Continuous feedback, mm-hmm. right? So I think this mm-hmm. is something amazing uh, that AI is going to be very helpful for. Because, you know, it's, it's great to have feedback, right, from whatever you're doing, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, um, you know, having AI, even asking AI for, for uh, we we're talking about, for example, the whole notion of libraries, right? You know, you might not mm-hmm. be very familiar with libraries, but, you know, if you come to the AI and you ask a question about how, you know, what kind of libraries you could use to do this or that, right? And then have, get a simple code or getting like an application that works, so I think that's this instant feedback from, you know, from, from someone that understands what you're asking, right? And try to understand that's so much nicer uh, for you to work on things. So I think this is, is going to be very important. And I think that's, uh, uh, so I've, I think AI is going to be a, an amazing learning opportunity, right? Now, the other, yes. hand, yeah. the other hand, I think that this whole notion that AI, we're just going to do the work for us, that's, for me, that doesn't exist, right? Because really... Uh, AI is such a, you know, you have to understand so much about coding to actually get the mm-hmm. AI to do the right thing. Right. That's, exactly. like, you know, I don't think, so for example, I was talking about this, this, uh, this Python code that I did. Right. And, and a lot of it was, uh, you know, getting chat GPT to, to do some coding for me. And then, okay. But, mm-hmm. I, but I was directing it. Right. So that's what I want. Right. And so it comes back for an answer and they say, no, that's not, that's not going to solve the problem. I need, to, to you know, change that or do this. You know, change the mm-hmm. library, change things. Right, so you can get the AI to actually do uh, some fast code for you, but you have to know what it is, right? And, and 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 again, that's that's a lot of about your experience in you know how to solve problems, especially the solving problem part, right? Um, also, um, I think that let me let me give an example outside of software development, right? Because I think that's once we get too close to what we do. Uh, we we kind of misunderstand things a little bit, but but you know I do software development and I understand a little bit of marketing, right? So and a mm-hmm. lot of people are using ChatGPT on the marketing side, and and for me I see the fall, right? So if you come to ChatGPT and say, hey, write me a marketing campaign, for example, right? That would be equivalent to write me a, 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 a you know like some kind of program, write me a a a, a marketing campaign, it would do. You create an mm-hmm. amazing marketing campaign, right? And you look at it and say, oh, man, that's amazing. But you have no idea if that thing is really amazing, if it's actually going to work. I mean, it spits a lot of things, right? But you don't know if it's going to work. So you, so you can say, you know, build me a marketing campaign and, you know, like, like 10 emails for marketing, right? And it's going to write you 10 emails. And then... If you put that thing in production, right, you might get no results because you don't understand enough about marketing to actually see if that thing works or not. Or even worse than that, right? You might get a little bit of results and you don't you don't realize how much you're losing because you have no idea of the strategy. You don't understand the strategy, you don't understand what's actually doing, you don't understand what actually works. So so that's you know, so it's very easy to ask ChatGPT to do a marketing campaign and then have zero result of that. That's what I see in software development. It's very easy to get ChatGPT to, to to spit lots of code, but if you don't understand what that thing's supposed to do, you don't understand what problem you're trying to solve. If you don't understand how to solve the problem to begin with, then whatever it spits, you have no idea if it works, if it's, you know- if, Exactly. If it's gonna really solve the problem. And then you put that thing in production, and then you have no idea how much you're losing for not doing the right thing. So I think that ChatGPT is going to be amazing. It's going to write code. It's going to be very fast. It's going to It's going to solve problems, but it's going to do that for people that know how to do those things, right? Exactly. People that know how so to if do those
1: juniors things. is a, junior is a terrible because if you say do something and, and you have no chance to understand what happened, right? And if you put it to production, there's no way to debug the thing.
0: Right. Well, for a junior, okay. So, so yes, for a junior, the way I see for a junior is that so so you got a you got a problem to solve, right? As a junior, right? So you have to to do something, and you know. So, for example, let's let's get back to your interview with the Digma guys, right? So, if you get, uh, if you get, for example, the you know, I I'm a junior. I write some code, and then I have to send to Adam Bean for him to review, right? i I might be terrified, right? But if I can send, you know, I can ask Digma AI to take a look at the code for me and tell me what's where's, where is what things are wrong, right? You know, when I send to you, Adam, I'm gonna feel a lot better because you know I'm not gonna be doing a lot of the stupid mistakes, right? And and so I will I'll be able to to have like a fast feedback and in a feedback that I'm not worried about in terms of, of being afraid of it. And so I think a junior can learn a lot faster than we did, Adam. So a junior can can go from junior to senior in a much faster turnaround because he's going to have You're right. You're right.
1: From learning, yes, as feedback. But if you say you would like to create an app, you know, you're a Java beginner, and let's say I pick ChatGPT and just create an application which, you know, uh, reads um, OpenJDK and, you know, tries to find, you know, the old Java version, let's say. So if the ChatGPT generates some, some source code, you know, uh, then it's fine. If it works, it works. But how to extend the thing, right? So now it becomes interesting. So now now you say, okay, there's not only, uh, it um, just pick from OpenJDK and FullJ, right? And then you have to, you have now both sides, and now you have the already existing code. So how to extend from that? So this, this could be interesting, because in one point of time, uh, you have really to understand how to merge both code bases or do something with it. It's just harder and harder. So this is maybe a problem. So if you are if you know what ChatGPT is generating, so you can you should immediately, you know, review the code and change the code. And from my experience maybe sixty percent times it is okay. And then you have to change it anyway, because either it's completely wrong or sub suboptimal on based on an old code, basically. So what ChatGPT knows is no um, stack overflow and all the the, the the this is the what was available at the web and and you don't get to you know Java 21 or 22 code because it's just too new, right? So, this right. is also a little bit problematic. So, what you get is actually old stuff always. Right. But, um, and a, a thought experiment would interest me, right? So imagine we get, you know, how to called, a neural link from, from Elon Musk, you know, and uh, and uh, ChatGPT could intercept our thoughts about uh, application development, right? So the problem is even this, if this would work perfectly, so you're thinking about marketing uh, software, right, marketing robot, and it will immediately generate the application. So you still need time to look at the application work with it, you know, get feedback and improve it. And this feedback loop is somehow challenging, right? Because the application is already there. So now the AI should be able to reread, you know, import own code and improve it. And then the the code, you know, loses on importance. Because if you think about this, if the AI just modifies the code, and this is the only thing which understands the code, why we need code at all, just can generate machine code. So I don't care. Mm-hmm. But then it has to be perfect, right? And then it has to generate code and tests that humans sh- somehow will have to understand, right? Because if we cannot just trust a machine which hallucinates, let's say, one percent of all times, so let's say, or a half percent of the time, it's just not good enough. So it has to be almost perfect. Yeah. And if it generates machine code all the time and we don't understand the machine code, so what is the be- best way, you know, to understand machine code? Some kind of pseudocode. So, uh, so what will happen is maybe you know we get. Uh, uh, code back in order to understand what the machine generated and what this reminds me was i don't know if you remember three, four, five was the um outsourcing campaigns at least in germany you know there we you don't develop anymore we just you know write spec and, and send it somewhere and then we get the code back and everything is fine so we can save money so it was the you know the dr- management dream yeah how- and then it didn't how- work and right <laughs> so this was the this is not nothing as in gpt you know the prompt was longer this was the spec mm-hmm. and what came back was the code so the 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 spe, the, the prompt was longer and the feedback was uh, also longer so this was the only difference to now mm-hmm. and then it didn't work so that they got the idea you know to have uh uml diagrams mm-hmm. to make the spec you know more reliable and uh and um, how to call it harder, right? Or, or, or more, precise.
0: more precise. And right. the
1: problem was, of course, that I remember in a meeting, there was activity diagrams and state transitions diagrams and lots of UML diagrams. And they asked me, but the diagrams get too big, and they are hard to understand. And as a joke, I actually wrote some Java code, you know, if else, if else, and I said, okay, we could have pseudocode like, I like we like the idea. This is pseudocode. It's like, yeah, but the pseudocode is Java code. And this is what your developers are doing right now. Mm-hmm. Right. So they try, you know, to try to, there was the full circle. So they try to say, we don't like to write the code by ourselves. So we've write, no you know, vert files. The word files were longer than the actual code. Mm-hmm. They sent it over, you know, what came back was not usable. So they tried to use UML and then in the end, they find out actually if you just write simple Java code is good enough.
0: Yeah. Because I think that the, the whole thing is that what we do is that we are working to solve problems, right? That's, that's our job all the time. Right. And solving problems is not, is not a, Here's a problem. Solve it. It's always an interactive process. You know, you you do it and you and you improve it and you do it better and you exactly. and, and you find the next problem that, that's, that's going on. And so this whole thing, this whole interactive process, it's 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 not something that you can you can write a spec, send and come and, and get a result back. The same way, it's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, you get the AI and you give the AI the problem it's, it's, it's it solves the problem for you. That's not how it's going to work. Exactly. Right? So, yeah. um, But I think that. In another way, this whole notion of, you know, the continuous feedback loop where you 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 improve, you do things, you send to the AI, you improve it, and then you you know uh, you ask to AI some suggestion or, or other things they can do. Um, I think that the AI is is a is a tool that we should be working, uh, in as an, in an interactive process, right? Uh, and and I yes, think, I think that's going to be useful for lots of things. But I'm not worried about, um, you know, um, exactly how how you know. I mean, in terms of of kind of developers losing job or anything like this, I think that it's gonna be it's gonna increase your product productivity, so you can mm-hmm. be more productive uh, in, in in different areas, and maybe it's gonna free your time to focus on the harder problems. That's that's my impression.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this, this could happen. Was still, still exciting, but somehow what what I read is sometimes a you know, strange idea. Some you know, some okay, this is. Maybe uh, yeah, let's see what happens. It's, get, it's, it's getting just better. You cannot ignore it, and uh, yeah, it
0: is uh,
1: fun fun to play with.
0: And you know, now considering uh, lots of things going on, go, going on around the world, right, and and in, uh, uh, especially with China and Europe and, and things like that are going on, um, you know. Some 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 people are predicting that uh, we're not gonna have the the ships uh, to do a lot more, a lot more innovation. So uh, in a few years, right? So for me, right now, I think that next year is the AI year, right? So if you're mm-hmm. interested in AI, you should really uh, invest next year and and benefit a lot from it because depends on depends on what, what happens because the, the world's getting very complicated right now, right? You yep. know, with, with the wars going on and with, 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 with what, what, what things are going on in terms of globalization and, uh, you know, what can happen with China and all those things, there's a lot of unknowns uh, that's going to happen in the world in the next few years and, and this may affect a lot on how, on how fast we can innovate and how fast we can improve AI. Whatever AI we get in the next couple of years, maybe that maybe that's the AI we're gonna live for several years.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you you are maybe right. But um what I also think which will happen that the um you know the AI with billions of parameters, the time's going over, and we get more focused model models, which are are not, you know, the general models rather than very focused ones. Which are sm- uh, smaller, manageable, and maybe even they run our machines. You know, it's already started, so this is also interesting. So let's see what we get. You know, under the Christmas tree next year, right? So uh, yeah,
0: but but you know, if you for you to watching this here, I think this is the right time to get into it, right? Yeah, uh, you know, I think that's uh, in the past few years, or a, a lot of discussion we're having about AI were, were just kind of, I, I mean, I mean, whoever was building AI could have a possibility but a lot of what we discussed in the the past few years were not very usable but this no, 2023 was the year that we got things that are usable right so i think 2024 Uh is going to be the year where you can actually benefit from all that you can actually uh get results from all of those things so um you know if you if you're if you're in defense right now should is the right time to move or not i think this is the right time to move i think that's 2025 is going to be too late, right? So mm-hmm. uh, now I think it's the right time for you to move. And there's so many things that, you know, look, I was, uh, I've been telling this, uh, Adam, because a few weeks, weeks ago, I was in Tampa, Florida for an event, right? So an AI event, right? But it's not mm-hmm. a technical event at all, right? It was, was how to use AI uh, uh, to improve sales processes, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, right now, there's this this big movement that's way you know beyond technical, right? So so mm-hmm. at that event, I had me and a friend of mine, Douglas. There were, were two technical guys. Uh, we had a couple of the guys are presented were technical. There's a couple of people in the audience were technical, but 120 people there had no idea of the technical the the, the technical behind AI, uh, and so and and that shows that. AI is going to actually reach people in all kinds of areas. So if you're yes. you watching this here, you're a technical person, it's a huge opportunity for you. So I think that's yeah. the right time to get to get more.
1: I'm pretty sure it was before 2000. Uh, it was an, an, an internal meeting in a Bavarian pub regarding the local economy about Java. Mm-hmm. And this was Java 1.1 or something like, you know, and local it provider invited the local people and uh, and 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 we showed something uh, about java and what what i remember at the end there was the you know one uh, there were like two bavarian you know older guys and one says to to the other one says okay and will it work and the other one says of course. And they say, why? is like, because it's Java, right? So this was like, I, I, this was like a completely unrelated, you know, something, I don't know whether it was software, yeah like, they remember that oh, Java is the solution to all problems. This was, yeah. not, now we have, you know, the AI or LLMs are the, you know, the, is the solution, to, solution to all problems.
0: Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be applied to all problems, right? There's no doubt, right? Yeah. And so, and so I think that uh, if you want to, that's why I'm. I think it's 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 the right time to, to participate on that because yes, sure
1: you have to. Also, I mean, we should look at this and you know, yeah. take a look and whether how yeah. usable it is and
0: yeah, and not only about how how can improve your uh, your productivity or how can help you write code, but how can you include AI into your software, right? Yeah, yeah. you know how 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 you know, having a a machine that understands what people are asking.
1: Exactly. How to get my Lufthansa account back, right? So this would right. be, for instance, this is right. Right. <laughs> like, hey, JPT, I would like to really fly, you know, to DevOps and right. say, okay, here we go. Yeah. Cool. Where people can find you? Maybe you have new books you've wrote or is something, a new event no, you would I like to promote.
0: Unfortunately... People this
1: is see. audio only. No one will see the book on the me.
0: Unfortunately, people are not going to see, but I'm going to show you, right? So that's my new book called the Wow
1: Developer, Developer Career Master Plan. It yes. looks actually very professional,
0: and it was written with Hadron Kura from the JCP. Oh, yeah.
1: of, of, of
0: Sun Microsystem, JCP fame. Yes, exactly, right? And 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 the foreword is from is, is by Ed Burns. Ed Burns. Wow, JSF inventor. Exactly. Almost. So so it's it's a it's a great book, right? So it talks about the fifteen. Steps. Actually, let me show you. And it
1: looks, I have to say, it looks great. It looks very professional.
0: It looks awesome, right? So this is like the 15 steps for which you to grow your career, right? Uh it's, uh-huh. it's, it's published by Pact Publishing. And so uh-huh. yeah, it's a it's a great book, man. Uh we me and, and we interview lots of people to do this book. So the book has has a lot of insights, a lot of things that you can do, lots of practice. we try to do something very practical that you can apply immediately in your in your career, but we also interviewed uh, lots and lots of people interviewed java champions and and open source developers you know group leaders and lots and lots of people uh to really come up with uh, with, uh, with great ideas that great practical ideas that you can implement in your career immediately so uh, then, uh, give me a link to the book we'll put it to show notes of course so and here's yeah. what i'm we'll gonna do um i got permission for this trip to the us i got permission from practice publishing to really uh, to give away the first chapter of the book for free, so I'm gonna give that link. So everyone here, just watching this, you can get the first chapter. The first chapter is about learning how to learn, right? That's the thing. The first thing that we discuss here. The, the
1: meta book. thing,
0: yes. And so they so, meta- so they can
1: l- read the first chapter, and the other ones don't don't matter anymore, right? Because the meta is the meaty, right?
0: Exactly right. So so the very first <laughs> chapter. Uh, so so I'm gonna put put the link so where you guys can get. Uh, that uh, that for free, and then uh, and if you need anything else, you know. Actually, uh, if you if you put the name, well,
1: you know what the listener should do if they listen carefully to the podcast, they should submit the first chapter to ChatGPT and say, "Hey, ChatGPT, generate for me the last chapters," you know, and, and see what <laughs> and see what happens, right? So this will be an interesting
0: experiment actually. Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So so the URL I'm gonna we're gonna put here is jav.mn is slash career mm-hmm. master plan, right? So I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna put that uh send it send to you and, and mm-hmm. then basically now put the show notes and mm-hmm. show notes, yes. But th- then basically Adam, uh you ask about my contacts, right? So so if, if people go to this URL and uh, they're gonna get an email from me with my contacts, right? So then you know they can just reply to that email and and you know ask any question they, they want about their careers. I'm gonna help them.
1: Perfect. Thank you. So this was uh a very productive ending, you know. So one email and they're in direct contact with you. And uh, the book really, this book looks like you no. Know, before there was like you know the the architectural books, you know, back then from and and they looks also very you know uh, nice and uh, and uh, apple like, but in black. This is the impression.
0: <laughs> yes, it's re- really good. Yes, Pax came up with this this series of of, of books with the black cover. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. very sleek, very nice. So yeah. Uh, I was really pleased to to all the work that we did with Pack Publishing. Me and Heather, uh, you know, Heather was an, I, I even say this in the book, right? Because you uh, was I could not have done this book without Heather. Uh, she was she was really a a you know the glue that connected everyone and 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 actually got me doing all the things that I need to do to get the book done. So thanks a lot, Heather, uh, for that. And, but the book has an amazing lineup of people uh that
1: heather was always great she was uh on fire with the jcp back then you know she was uh always you know hyperactive so um yeah can't imagine yeah. how it worked you know yes, sleepless heather-
0: nights and everyone was afraid of heather so we have to write faster right <laughs> uh, you know, heather, heather is awesome right so she mm-hmm. uh she, she's really i think that she's an amazing person that she, she i mean she uh she handles all of us in the jcp in a in, in a uh, working together, right? So she did the same mm-hmm. thing for the book. She got all of us to work together to actually get the book done. So uh, uh, if if you're if you're listening to this, Heather, thanks a lot. Uh, you know the book was be, would be impossible without you. And uh, and not only that, I think that's uh, uh, Ed Burns. He did something amazing, right? He actually because uh, Ed also wrote a book about career a few years ago, right? So he he went out and said that this book is like a uh, a segue from his book, right? And I think I kind of agree to that. And he actually went to China, and he presented a whole presentation about about you know all the insights from the book. And that presentation is actually available online. Uh, so if anyone cool. wants to do, to do that, I'll also put put the link to that. And that's 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 going to be great.
1: Perfect. Thank you. And uh, I also had a chat with Ed Burns. Also nice, nice guy. Nice. At the podcast.
0: I, I like it. Thank you. And
1: see you next year, I would say. So we have a you note know, to ref. I'm already curious to you know what you will talk next year. So we have a you note know, the developer stuff, then the meta stuff. And I think the next thing is ontology, it's the meta about meta. So I'm really curious next year, right? So this. All right. This okay. can happen. No?
0: It can happen. Yes. Yes. Let's let's see. Because, you know, I think that's, that one thing that's going on, uh, Adam, is that, you know, uh, developers, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know when you started, right? But I, I started like officially, uh, you know, maybe my, my first development job was like, you know, b- before Java uh, in the early 90s. Uh, actually, my first application, there was like commercial application was used by a bakery was somewhere around, uh, you know, yeah, late, early 90s, I would say, yes, early 90s. And so... Um, and then, you know, I think year after year, right? So, I mean, we, we get more responsibility, more, uh, um, you know, more maturity. And so I think we're in a level right now where, uh, you know, developers have, I mean, the developer community has a lot of people with many, many years of experience, right? And so I think that there is there is a lot of things that those people can do, right? To do next steps, to, do, to actually uh, go solve larger problems. And so that could be a great topic for us to discuss next year, right? So how, what to do once you reach those levels, you know, like, like and, and because I tell everyone, go do what Adam Bean's doing, right? So oh. right, go be a consultant, go have your own your own uh, business, because you get to a level where you, uh, uh, you know, there's not one single company that can benefit from what you have, right? And so uh, I think what you're doing is amazing, Adam. is an inspiration for lots of us. So just so you know, I mentioned this. You know, you uh, Kabutz, for example, is another guy that I heard uh, you interview some time ago. Uh, so you know, there's a lot of people doing this kind of things. That is, um, you know, that's actually growing beyond senior. Right. It's actually that was my my talk that I gave around when I traveled around Europe. Most user groups asking me to to give that talk, growing beyond senior. And I think that's really there's a really big opportunity for developers.
1: It's a great title, actually. Growing up, it's a catchy title. So yeah,
0: okay, cool. <laughs> so maybe, maybe that's, that's our talk for next time.
1: Yeah, and for next time. But uh, what's uh, you said? You know, we're doing this is a full circle. I would say the code we write right now is simple, and mm-hmm. this is how it started, right? So I think the entire senior and mid senior, whatever, or it's called between junior and senior. I don't know what the names are. Principal I had a, a chat with Martin Stefanko and asked him about all the titles, because I always was freelance, I had no idea I know what the titles actually are. and um, but I think in the journey at the end, if you uh, the, 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 you know the truth is you have to understand the problem, try to understand it, and write as simple code as possible. Period, right, so I mean, this is this what we can talk along about that, but this is the only thing which matters at the end of the day. And maybe if you are unsure and you don't, you know, then you know you try you know, to to write too much code, maybe because you are, you and then. But if you are clear, so okay, this problem can be solved in this way. So you write very simple code. If someone looks at the code, it's like this is your trivial, no, this is a basic code, no, and th- this is um, maybe the the idea that just write trivial simple code.
0: Okay. Cool. That's that's something. <laughs> yeah, I think okay. so. Okay. So thanks a lot, Adam. It was great to have to be here with you. Uh, you know, thanks a lot, and, and and keep keep up with the great work. Uh, you are an inspiration for lots of us. Thanks a lot.
1: Thank you.